This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast, episode number 119. This episode, long awaited, is all about whether you should buy a new or a used truck. And I'm sure that we'll come down with a really, really clear answer on this one. Right, Chris? Um, probably not. <laughs> I, the data tells a very good story. Yeah. But um, this is really, it's like one of those things will give you really good information, but ultimately it's your decision. And every circumstance is a little bit different. So um, it, this episode fascinates me. The numbers fascinate me. It's... Um, not exactly what I was expecting, so it's going to be fun to get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a, a long-awaited episode. Like I said, we've been talking about this for a while. It's a question I've asked a bunch. I know listeners have asked this question, uh, so I'm glad that we're finally getting there. Before we do, though, I want to remind everybody to go to hollandassetsllc.com for full show notes and documentation, and that's going to be especially important today. Uh, we're going to be talking about numbers a lot, and it'll help to follow along. Uh, we'll get there in just a moment. I do also want to encourage everybody once again to go to MotorCarrierHQ.com where they can go get the tools uh, necessary to either get themselves out on the road on their own authority or do it better if you're all, if you're already doing it. So there are lots of tools, resources, people there that you can actually talk to uh, about th- those sorts of things at MotorCarrierHQ.com. Chris. I just, I want to like emphasize that I, so I, I've got a printout of mm. the, the P and L that is on the website here in front of me. And I think this episode more than any, it's worth it to maybe even listen to multiple times, but for sure, listen to it one time when you've got the P and L in your hands or on a screen in front of you so that you can follow along as we go through these numbers. It'll help things make a lot more sense. And I, and I think it'll be more beneficial to, to listeners if they've able to look at it as we're talking about it right right okay good to know we'll see you you say listen to this episode multiple times we'll see if we still feel that way after we're done recording it (laughs) if it was any good i hope so (laughs) so chris before we dive in uh to those numbers uh anything new happening with truck number truck number 10 was supposed to come in that is new it came in okay it's uh it's on the road is it it is but it had a bit of a rough start (laughs) okay what does that mean so brand new truck like brand new like nate picked it up um and he took it where did he take it first he he took it somewhere in the salt lake area like Mm. right by the dealership and then literally right after that drove it up north uh uh, up into the ogden area so like a 30 mile drive Mm -hmm. from salt lake turned it over to the driver the driver takes it up to Pocatello to pick up a load of potatoes and gets like less than five miles outside of Pocatello and the thing dies like oh, no. in the middle of the freeway <laughs> just dies. No power steering, nothing. Is this your form of advertisement? Uh, so the, yeah. all, the, all the rubberneckers will see uh, Holland assets. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it works. So brand new truck. It was a, our first Kenworth in a long time mm. because we couldn't get another Freightliner this year. So we got one Kenworth with a Cummins engine this time, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. But uh, truck just full just on dies in the middle of the road. What happened? Um, well, we got, we had to get it towed. Couldn't, couldn't 
get it to start, couldn't do anything. So got it towed to it. Luckily there's a dealership in Pocatello. Um, their techs looked at it for an hour, over an hour before they found out what was wrong with it. And you're leaving me in suspense here. There was a loose bolt on the uh, positive uh, cable line, somewhere along the line between the battery to wherever it goes. Oh, and it was loose and just caused it to lose all power. Oh my God. So, so one bolt, one bolt didn't get tightened at the factory. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, this isn't exactly a commercial for Kenworth then. Um, well, you know, <laughs> or what, shit what happens. Would it be? Well, yeah, exactly. Would it be Kenworth or would it be the Cummins? I would, uh, no, I'm point? sure it would probably, I would guess it would be um, Kenworth because I think Kenworth takes it, bring, you know, the, the puts it all together. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. even the engine, it comes to Kenworth and they right. assemble everything. So uh, interesting. So how long was it off the road? Um, it didn't, it, they, it, it came off the road at night. Like later on in the afternoon, mm -hmm. the um, dealership looked at it kind of first thing in the morning, got back on the road the next day. Okay. So, I mean, the, but not what you expect out of a, a brand new, like brand new first trip in a oh, truck. Man. Well, speaking of that, Chris, maybe we should talk about <laughs> why everybody should avoid brand new trucks forever, right? That... Well, yeah, there's <laughs> very uh, good intro into this topic. Yeah, no, so, I, I, okay, I'm being facetious, but uh, but that is the topic today, yeah. whether somebody who's looking at a truck should buy used or new. Um, this obviously is not a commercial for a new truck necessarily, but this is truck number 10. You've had a bunch of brand spanking new trucks yeah. out on the road Eight that have, have not had this problem, yeah. right? So, uh, Chris, why don't you set up for me why we're doing this on episode 119 when we've talked about it since about episode five? Um, and, uh, and let's go from there. What's taking so long or what has taken so long to get to this topic? Well, that, that's a good question because as you said, like this is a topic I've wanted to talk about since day one of this podcast, since we first started hauling assets. And so, I mean, we're three plus years into it now and it has taken a long time to get here. And the biggest reason it's taken so long is I wanted to, I wanted to make sure the data was as good as we possibly could make it. So we're comparing apples to apples. And a, a critical piece was that we needed to have a good amount of times worth of data. And I kind of had in my mind that I wanted at least six months worth of data um, and then the other thing that I think is important to make this critical is I wanted to have the same driver um, in the truck right. during we're, that period. So you know, the same driver in truck number one, which mm -hmm. was one truck that we used, the comparison truck on the new truck was truck number five. So another driver in that truck for the entire same time period so we could compare apples to apples, not that we were switching drivers out constantly between the trucks and, and truck one kind of was that truck forever. Like when we'd hire a new driver for a while, they'd go into truck one. And as soon as one of our new trucks came online, we'd they move them into that. a new truck. But, uh, Shelly, she loves truck one. And so she didn't want to go into the new truck. It was a, it's a manual. She wanted it. She wants a manual. And, uh, so luckily she decided to stay in that truck. And then that's what finally gave us a chance to, to accumulate some time with the same driver in that truck. We'll go Shelly. All right. Go Shelly. Uh, but yeah, okay. So we're trying to reduce as many variables as we can, compare apples to apples. Um, truck one being the used one, truck five being the brand new one. Um, and in this case, you you uh, told me you had more than six months of data, right? We, we did. So then truck five, uh, Greg is, is the truck Greg drives, um, driven for quite a while. And 
we finally got to the point where we had six months worth of data and, and really why it's taken a little bit longer than that is just kind of me and my schedule. Like it's taken me, it, it took a little bit of time to put this episode together to kind of really mm. dive into the numbers because it, it's not as simple as pulling a PL and and comparing the two. Um, let me give maybe a little bit of background how we make sure. this work. So in QuickBooks, you can classify any revenue that comes in or any um, expense that goes out and you, you can classify it to something. So we've created classes for each one of our trucks. So truck one is a class, truck two is a class, so on and so mm. forth. And so anytime we bill a client for something, we tie it to the truck that hauled that load. Yeah. And then anytime we've got an expense, I think it, if it's a res- repair expense for truck one, we class put the class as truck one. And then you've got some- All the, all the way down to fuel. All I the assume. way down to fuel everything. Yeah. You do have some expenses like, um, let's just say Nate and I's salary, hmm. um, that doesn't really tie directly to a specific truck. So we categorize those as general and administrative expenses. So we created this class, it's GNA, general administrative expense, and those kind of expenses go into that. And so what I had to do is I, you know, this is where kind of it took a little bit of time to, to build as I had to, I, I pulled a PL for each one of the trucks. Then I pulled a PL for the general and administrative expenses over the time period. And I, um, then kind of just reallocated, I, you know, we had for a certain period of time, we had eight trucks and I allocated the gene expenses across eight trucks and then allocated that prorated portion yeah. of the GNA expense to each one of those trucks over nine months. So it, <laughs> it just took a little bit point, of time to get it all. I appreciate the explanation, Chris. And now your, I just, and now I just want to remind everybody to wake up. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know you're, you're on the road. We don't want to, <laughs> are you saying that not everybody's as big of a nerd as me? Here's what what, is, I, I, what I'm, this, I don't understand this. <laughs> How does everybody not find this stuff? Super fascinating. What I, what I'm saying, Chris, is that, uh, the, all these truckers, well, not all of them, luckily, uh, but many of them and I would have something in common, and that is difficulty staying awake during an accounting class. Uh, but this is why, Chris, this is why you said, um, or, or why we mentioned earlier in the episode, you might want to listen to this twice, uh, maybe three times. You know, there are going to be some unfamiliar terms. Give yourself a chance to familiarize yourself with them if you haven't yet. GNA, uh, you know, yeah. like, stuff like that. Like, it, this is stuff you can just go Google and you'll find your uh, quasi simple explanations. Uh, but we're going to move right along and uh, and get a little deeper into this. Okay, so Chris, let's uh, let's break this down then. Um, well, actually, before we do, before we do the breakdown, I, I also want to remind people this is why I mentioned go to the profit and loss statement that's on the uh, show notes for this episode. The full show notes at Holland Assets LLC. Make sure you go check those out so that you can follow along a little easier. Yep. Just go to episode 119. It'll be right in the show notes yep. and you you can download it. You can just look at it on the screen and whatever is easiest for you. So how do you want to start with this? Do you want to start the way that we normally talk about profit and loss uh, on, on a monthly basis for the company is starting with total miles and then going into deadhead miles and that sort of thing. Is that yeah. uh, kind of how you want to I, talk about I, this? I didn't pull the deadhead miles um, for each one of the trucks, but yeah, let's start with the the total mileage, there's a few things I want to talk about that, and then we'll get right into kind of how it breaks down, separate the two. Okay. All right. So so for each truck, this is the total miles run over nine months nine then? Months. Okay. Yep. So what do we got? So truck number one ran 99,841 miles. Okay. 
And then truck five was 105,375 miles. Okay. So yeah, give or so take were, a few percent. Close. That's pretty and, close. And when I, you know, when I was looking at these numbers and trying to decide, hey, do I just want to do six months worth of data or nine months worth of data? I actually pulled the PL and the info for both trucks for both time periods, for nine months and for for six months. Okay. And it was interesting. When I pulled the six month report, their mileage was within like it was less than a hundred miles of each other. Wow. It was almost exactly <laughs> it kind of blew me away. I was like, yeah. wow, that's that's close. And, and then obviously there was a difference in that last three months, um, of 5,000 miles. And the biggest reason why that is, and this is indicative of a used truck is we had to pull that truck off the road for about a week to replace a turbo. Right. I remember and, that. Yeah. And so this, that's a, the biggest portion of why there's such a mileage difference. And that happened obviously in that last three months. And that's why it went from almost the same number of miles over six months to a bit of a difference in the last uh, last three months of that right. nine month period. Okay, all right. So with that in mind then, uh, was there a significant difference in the revenue between the two trucks? It did just strictly because of miles. The other thing that, was, that just kind of blew my mind was the rate per mile across those two trucks exactly the same really yeah i i i should have written it down i don't have it written down but i think it was two dollars and 36 cents a mile that's and incredible. it was to the penny the same on both of them I, we, I, yeah we know how you value your pennies i do but i do value yeah. my pennies especially in trucking that's how you make money by you know every penny counts there you go there you go uh okay so where does that leave us then with the the total revenue for each truck so it was about a twelve thousand um, dollar difference the biggest difference was uh in um or well the, not the biggest difference he, he's number, looking at the pnl am, right now <laughs> yeah 238,000 roughly and some change for truck one and almost 251,000 for truck number five. Oh, okay so that's so like 13k about a thirteen thousand dollar difference okay. which is really allocated to that difference in of five thousand ish yeah. miles now okay so that's the revenue um the the total number was what two hundred and thirty some odd two hundred thirty eight okay two hundred thirty eight um so that's the total revenue we need to talk about expenses now do we want to kind of go down the line with expenses or do you prefer to just pull out a few uh, no, maybe some of the meaningful ones uh, yeah I, more the meaningful ones I don't think we a lot of them some of them are the same like uh, anything that was kind of a like a GA um, type expense the expense is exactly the same. Hmm. So there's a lot of them that are the same. So the, the ones that I want to talk about are the ones where there's what I would kind of consider a, a little bit of a significant difference. Okay. So where do you want to start with that? Then? Um, the, the first one and the biggest one Gotta is be fuel. fuel. Oh man. I was really, to be honest with you, kind of surprised how big of a difference fuel was. Um, you, you hear all the time. I mean, that's one of the big reasons dealerships tell you to upgrade, do a new truck, mm -hmm. why fleets upgrade, do a new truck. I didn't expect, you know, I, I expected there'd be some difference, but, but you know, dealerships are always going to tell you, <laughs> you need to buy, you need our to buy a new truck because it gets better <laughs> fuel mileage. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I've always kind of taken that with a grain of salt. But maybe that grain was a little maybe, too big. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I was a little bit, uh, should have listened a little better. Let me ask you this before you tell us what that number is. Uh, if you don't mind me pulling you off track just a little bit for a moment. The number that we're about to talk about with fuel, is that going to be exacerbated by the high fuel prices? Does that create a wider gap? And uh, would that gap lessen if fuel were, 
you know, a couple bucks a gallon cheaper like it was a few yeah. years ago. It, it would. It would make it. It is exacerbated by the high price of fuel. OK, so that being said, I, I just wanted to kind of set that portion of the table. So that being said, tell us about fuel expenses. So if, if you lump them all together, um, reefer fuel, truck fuel and def, um, it's about. A, a, almost a $21,000 difference Holy between the, uh, the two trucks. Now I, I need to give a little bit of a, a trying to compare apples to apples here. Truck number one, um, for longer than it should have has had a problem with the, the APU. And so truck number one has had to idle a lot more than truck number five. Okay. Um, and that idle time, luckily we, we've, we can see the data we can pull and see how many hours it idled, how much fuel it consumed while it was idling. And basically it boils down to, um, we can, I can attribute about, um, two, $2,643. About. About. <laughs> yeah. It's not to the penny, so um, it doesn't count. Yeah, Chris. Did, right. Yep. <laughs> I, I did take a few, um, there, there's, a, there's some educated guessing a little bit yeah. in that number oh, okay but i i think it's it's fairly close give or take give or take so if we back that out it, it makes i think a little cleaner um so it's, it's probably closer to uh, across the three different fuel types um so it's closer to 18, five or something 18, like that. 18, five, 19,000, somewhere yeah. around there. But that's still, I mean, that's a huge difference. It is, right. I mean, it's still 18,000. And I just want to bring up the idea that uh, maybe you don't want to back that out. You know, you're, you're talking about, well, we want to factor that in. So really the fuel expense is only 18,000 different only. Uh, but that's that that's part of having an older truck right is having things that break down and so in this case it was the apu which caused fuel expense and and that might not occur with another truck but it might be something else right i and that's exactly like i talked with a bunch of different people about this you know kind of getting their opinion should we leave that in should we take it out um you know how do we best compare and ultimately we decided to leave it in for that kind of very reason is that it's an older truck that kind of stuff happens that's that that's part of you know part of the reality of life. And so we've left it in making sure you understand that if you want to back that number out of, of my numbers to kind of give a better comparison, go for it. But right. That's, that's how we're going to leave it for now. So it's, so there, there's that on older trucks, things break down on newer trucks. Things tend to be more efficient mm -hmm. as well. Right. And yeah. just, and this goes for just about any product, including it is, truck, I mean, right? an older truck. I mean, this truck number one has over 935,000 miles on it now. So it's an old truck. It's, it's getting close to a million miles as time goes on as things wear out. I mean, the compression lessens, it, it causes, you know, you, which makes you consume more fuel. It's mm -hmm. a manual versus an auto. And like, I've always kind of rolled my eyes at this one a little bit that, that autos are that much more efficient than manuals and maybe that's probably part of it well you know it's uh, i think i told this story a long time ago and i'll keep it short but i remember listening to an audiobook a long time ago of a guy who was driving a mercedes-benz around the world literally around the world um you know as well as he could <laughs> and he <laughs> went to mercedes and said i want a new car and i want it to be a manual transmission and they said no we won't do that for what you want to do you have to buy an automatic transmission and he threw a fit and they threw a fit. And eventually the guy that finally talked him into the manual or the automatic transmission said, 
Who do you think knows how to drive this car better? You or Mercedes Benz? <laughs> <laughs> and I've always remembered that line. Um, just something of, you know, I, I prefer a manual transmission in my cars. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's like, well, and, maybe I shouldn't. And most drivers do. And in reality, they're like even me driving an auto. Part of the reason allegedly that they get better fuel mileage is because is they shift sooner than you would so that they lug and they're mm-hmm. they're not they're driving on a lower number of rpms right. which usually gives it a little less power but you know better fuel efficiency and most drivers don't like that i, I didn't like especially climbing hills like i'd, I'd put it in manual mode and shift sooner and mm. so you know it, it's stuff like that and yeah. so personal preference okay all right so that's that's fuel Let's go ahead and shift gears then to another uh, significant expense. Uh, what are some of the things we often talk about? Insurance, truck right? Insurance. So when you buy a truck, you have to get it insured, but that's going to be a fact for the life of the truck. So uh, what's the difference between the two then? So if you think about truck insurance, there's kind of three main um, components of truck insurance, auto liability, physical damage, and cargo insurance. So cargo insurance is pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. If you damage cargo or if there's spoilage in a reefer load or something like that, there's going to be a claim against the cargo insurance. Right. Um, physical damage also, you know, pretty self-explanatory. It's it's if you get in an accident and it's your fault, it covers the physical damage of your vehicle. Okay. And then the bigger piece, the biggest piece of of truck insurance is actually auto liability. So that's if you go hit somebody else, it covers their medical expenses, their vehicle repair, all that kind of stuff. Um, So cargo and auto liability are the same, whether it's a brand new truck or an old truck, but the physical damage, the rate is the same. So like they they rated it, maybe it's 1% of the value of your fleet Mm. is is how much the physical damage piece costs. So uh, an older truck that is only worth truck and trailer combined only worth maybe a hundred thousand dollars versus a new truck and trailer combined worth two hundred thousand dollars or three hundred thousand dollars. The physical damage piece of that um, truck insurance is going to be vastly different, and so that that's where this difference. If you look at the numbers, um, the truck insurance on the old truck on truck one is twenty four hundred dollars less than the insurance on the new truck. And that's wow, over just six months or nine over months. nine months. Yeah. And that's strictly because of the physical damage piece, the higher value of truck number five. Okay. So in this case, the older truck wins. wins. We've yeah. had, we've, the newer truck has looked pretty good up to now, but right now the older truck is winning on insurance. Okay. Yep. Anything else on that or should we move on let's to the next on. expense? Okay. Yeah. So next one, let's talk about uh, the, the loan on the trucks because banks, well, yeah, they're going to pay attention to whether yeah. it's a new or an old truck, right? Yeah. They, they honestly, a bank's going to like financing a newer truck better than an old one just because they it's, get more money, they get more money. And that's, <laughs> here's another one where the new truck loses. It's $6,300 difference in the Holy interest smokes. expense that just, oh, I'm sorry, say that again. I spoke over you. 6,300, $6,341 and 69 cents difference in interest expense over the nine months between those two trucks. So I just want to point that out. You said interest expense, just, just the interest, interest on, on the loans. Wow, was sixty three hundred dollars yeah. different I mean, over if, twelve months? If if you want to get sick, um, and I and I do, Chris, <laughs> the interest on for over nine months for truck number five, and this is with really good interest rates. Okay, like really good interest when rates. when they were at rock bottom. Yeah, ten thousand bucks. Oh, yeah, jeez. <sighs> okay, all A lot right, of money. 
All right. The guy who used to work at a bank needs to breathe a little bit. I got <laughs> Banks this. are loving it. Okay. All right. So uh, it was $6,300 difference yeah. on that one. Anything else you want to say on, on interest rate or loans? Nope. Okay. All right. So let's move on then to maintenance. Let's talk about maintenance expenses for these. I have to imagine that the new truck wins right up until uh, until you tell that story that you did at the beginning of this episode and now i'm thinking oh shoot well <laughs> how often is that the case the new truck still wins oh okay so, good. Yeah. All right. it's not it's not much it's twelve hundred dollars over over nine months so all right what is that 125 bucks something like that it's not a, because this is maintenance we're it's not maintenance. we're separating maintenance and repairs we are yeah. okay. so this is all like right. oil changes which we would have had um regardless yeah tire tires which we probably didn't need to replace tires uh, on that truck i should have looked and seen what we actually spent maintenance wise in in truck number five but it it would have been stuff like that yeah okay normal wear and tear items that you're gonna regularly have to replace or like your preventive maintenance services so maintenance is one thing but repairs is something else and uh okay so tell me where we're at with that with repairs yeah yeah that's that is the next category so um $14,696 $14,696.48 difference. So that's another big category for the new truck. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so the old truck was looking good for a little while again, but now Yeah, that, that's a so it, it has some, it loses in some big categories. It's yeah. got big losses. That's that's really kind of what this boils down to. So the repairs um the, on the on truck number 1 almost $19,000 and about 8,000 of it was replacing a turbo so not quite half but pretty close to half of that was replacing a turbo and then it's really after that it's kind of like the the whole death by a thousand paper cuts Mm. thing it's just tic tacky stuff every month this cable that belt yeah this air leak that yeah yeah it just it's an old truck things are wearing out and okay so you said it was when you factor in the turbo uh, that took eight grand off of it, right? Yeah. So what what would it be? You know, uh, another an eight thousand dollar difference or something like that? No, no. It, it well, yeah. If you if it wasn't for that, it'd be about seven. But even then, that is not when you're when you're annualizing this and yeah. thinking, you know, how much could I make in one year with one truck versus the other? That is not nothing. No, it's not insignificant. And it's not. It's not insignificant. And then you you do factor that turbo back in because, like we were talking about with the fuel expenses. Um, there's, there's all sorts of factors that go into that difference, uh, just by the fact of it being an older truck. Um, so if it's not the turbo, it's going to be something else. Right. Yep. And so, okay. All right. Good. All right, Chris, where does that leave us? Is that, uh, is that good on the expenses or are any others you want to go of. over? The, so now we're going to go into, so we're going to look at the operating income or oh, oper- okay. at, at this point. Why don't you define operating income so, for us? And, and op, your operating income is basically your income before you take out taxes, depreciation, amortization, all right. big words, taxes. And, all, and, also but, known as EBITDA. EBITDA. Yeah. yeah earnings yeah. before interest taxes and amortization. Watch me. Watch well, look me. At you, uh, you go, know what? you banker, you. Oh, I you're s- making me sick. I might have slept through accounting, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, just, I learned it by osmosis. Look right? at that. EBITDA. So- <laughs> This is kind of a lot of the times why this number is important because this is really what banks look at when they when they evaluate you for credit worthiness for a loan is they mm. look at your net operating income your EBITDA um, and, and so and this is where the biggest difference is and I was shocked 
If you'll look at the P&L, this kind of made me cry just a little bit. Truck number one actually lost money. Oh, really? A little over 5,000 bucks. Our, our green baby? Our green baby. Yep. The one that I drove. Whereas um, truck number five um, had a profit of almost $33,000. Holy smokes. Net operating profit. Yeah. Okay. So that's a $38,000 swing between oh so the, okay when you said an operating loss for truck number one it was about what 5k mm-hmm. then okay all right so you're you're looking at a thirty eight thousand dollar difference between the five thousand dollar loss and the thirty three thousand um, dollar profit okay so that, that that's huge like i i was not expecting to see that big of a number wow that yeah that is huge. it's crazy so, so when you say that it's a $38,000 difference over nine months, you annualize that you tack on another, uh, you know, what, I don't know, five, six K never do math live, right? Chris, <laughs> <laughs> whatever the number is. So you annualize that and you say, Oh my gosh, 40,000 plus, um, is the difference over the course of a year between these two trucks. So now it's open and shut, right? Buy a new truck. Well, I'm sure we're going to get there, but I just wanted to point out what I'm sure everybody's thinking, right? Uh, but you're, you are going to nuance this to death, right? I am. Yeah. Not, maybe <laughs> so. not to death, but we will, we will say like, I, st- I, I don't think it's ever a cut and dry answer. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll lead with that. And we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end, but let's, let's come back to truck number one then before we get to that stuff. And let me just ask you, since you've seen these numbers and like you said, it was kind of a rude awakening for you. Now, what are you going to do about truck number one? If it's operating at a loss, what are you going to do about it? Um, it's probably going to come off the road sooner than we anticipated. Yeah. Um, Shelly wants a manual transmission. Um, our second quarter truck at this point is slated to be a manual transmission. So once that truck comes in, we'll probably move her into that new truck because that's what she wants. And then we'll probably retire truck number one. Okay. So what does that look like when you retire the truck? It'll have over 100K on it, maybe 140 at that point, something close to that if you're talking about q2 it's already at almost a hundred thousand miles right so Wait, you mean a million oh sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah a it, it'll probably be pretty if not over pretty dang close to being over a million miles um and, and that's a good question we one of two things is going to happen we're either going to keep it as a spare that somebody can take out if a truck's going to be in the shop for mm-hmm. longer than than we'd like um and that's a possibility, but probably more likely than not, we'll sell it. We won't get a ton of money for it, but we will sell it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so off the top of your head, it sounds like you would prefer to sell it. Um, I think I think that's going to make the most sense, yeah. especially if we can get twenty to forty thousand dollars out of it. Like, it, it makes it harder to justify holding on to it. Okay. Because even when you hold on to it, you're still going to incur expense because it's you're going to incur an insurance insurance expense. Sure. It, there's some things you can do to kind of lessen that. So chances are that it's probably just going to make more sense to sell it. Interesting. Okay. So when you sell that truck, well, now, you know what? That's a whole, that's a different episode, Chris. I, I'm <laughs> I need You're to, trying to derail I need us? to stay on track here. Focus, exactly. focus. That's, <laughs> you just crack the code. <laughs> Tell Craig to focus. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. So what other issues do we want to talk about that are going to nuance this? If not to death, then at least within an inch of its life. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to take this down. There's one more expense that we need to talk about. Um, and, and that's depreciation expense. So that is taking it out um, to get to our actual net income. Okay. Um, and depreciation expense, I've, I've kind of struggled over the last 
couple of weeks as I've been preparing for this episode of how to best explain depreciation expense. And I don't know that I can explain it super, super well, but the, the simplest way to put it is this is the depreciation expense is really the closest thing there is on your profit and loss statement to compensate for the truck payment that you don't really see. So what it really is, is a, a, an asset like a tr- semi truck is going to um, depreciate, lose its value over time. And so then you, so you expense it on your profit and loss statement. And, and it's really kind of similar to the, the payment of the truck. And so um, for example, a, a hundred and that we'll, we'll just use round numbers to make this simple, a hundred thousand dollar truck. Um, your most common type of depreciation that you're going to use is what's called straight line depreciation, which just basically means you, and and for semis, it's usually five years. So you're basically just going to say this truck on day one is worth a hundred thousand dollars, 60 months down the road or five years down the road, it's going to be worth $0. And then you just divide a hundred thousand by the 60 months. And that gives you your monthly depreciation expense. So, but I did something a little bit different for these two trucks. Do you need to, do we, do we need to take a nap? No, I just, you know, uh, intermission I, I in the- absolutely retaining all of this on the first try, Chris. <laughs> all right. So with, with these two trucks, the way that I did it, I, I tweaked it just a little bit to try to make it a little bit better. Apples to apples comparison truck number two and trailer two, when we bought them or, or five, excuse me, were worth about, um, 500,000 or man, I'm way off here. $270,000 combined the truck and the trailer. Um, I think in five years we can probably sell the two together for somewhere, somewhere around $120,000. So that means we've got about $150,000 difference between what we pay for it and what we're going to be able to sell it. And so that's the piece I, I depreciated. Is that 150,000? So if you divide that 150 by 60, you by get 60 months. By 60 months, you get two two 2,500, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's the, the monthly depreciation expense I used for truck five. Okay. And then truck one did the same thing, but when we bought it, it was roughly, um, let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the numbers were. That was long enough ago. <laughs> I can't remember, but I can't remember I, the, what you paid the for number that I used for the depreciation <laughs> ended up being seventy five thousand bucks. Okay, so what we paid for it so minus what we think that. we about half that. So its monthly depreciation expense is one thousand two hundred fifty. So over the nine months, um, the depreciation for truck truck five was twenty two thousand five hundred, and for truck number one, it was eleven thousand two hundred fifty. So, you know, that's a $11,250 difference between the two truck one again, winning. And this uh, truck. Okay. The older truck in this case, winning that particular race, because you're able to, it's not depreciating as much in net or gross terms as the newer truck is. Correct. Right. Okay. All right. And, and, um, one of the things with depreciation expense is I don't necessarily, I, I think it's a different expense than every other expense because there's some tax advantages and things to a depreciation mm-hmm. expense. So I, so I don't put it on the same category or give it the same weight as um, something like fuel. It's, it's it's a legit accounting trick, but it's still an accounting trick where yeah. you know you you don't count it the same way as you do a, a gallon of fuel pumped or uh, you know a mile run over the road, whatever a dollar earned. 
it's so it's a, it's a little more nebulous than it those is. things. Yeah, it's it, it's not as black and white. It's not as clear cut. Um, but but what I would say, so you know, the eleven thousand two hundred fifty dollar difference between the two, I don't give that as much. I it is a win for truck number one, but I wouldn't call it as big of a win as it would be in any other category. Okay. All right. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Okay. So what else do you want to talk about with a depreciation? <laughs> I, I think that kind of I'm covers it all. Totally getting these terms right. I think w- that I want to talk about with depreciation. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's good. <laughs> okay. ne- next, we'll kind of just walk into our, the final number, the bottom line, the bottom, the net income, the net then income. for each truck. Uh, and so we already had, what did you say? A $38,000 difference. That that was the difference before we talk about depreciation. Now you want to factor that in, you know, so people can kind of, you, you wanted to separate that so people can yeah. weight it in their minds as they feel is appropriate. Um, but now what's Correct. our difference then? So, so now truck with depreciation expense, truck number one lost $16,484. A lot of money. Yeah. Um, truck number five had a profit of 10,430. So not, not as big as it was, but you know, still nonetheless a profit. Um, so the, the swing that time is almost $27,000. So not as big of a swing, but still heavily in favor of the new truck, um, versus the old one. And, and that, you know, again, that kind of surprises me. That's now let, let me throw some nuance on there, Chris, how much of this has to do with when you measured these trucks not not in their life cycle but in the market in market terms right so the rates were here the fuel expenses were here um if you'd had trucks with the same amount of miles the same drivers all the same maintenance and repair issues all that stuff uh but you had measured this in 2018 or sorry yeah what 2020 or 2021 or whatever i don't know some better market uh would that have made a big difference in your imagination so I, I mean, it may have made a difference in that um, truck number one could have turned a profit, and but I would argue that truck number five would have turned an even bigger, bigger profit. Right. And so I don't think, I mean, yeah, would there have been some little differences? Yes, but I think they would have been minor. So I, I think in reality, um, it, so so let me, another way that I can maybe answer this question is, I feel like I want to get truck number one off the road sooner rather than later okay. because it's losing money. Right. If we would have had the same conversation a year ago when freight rates were really good, I probably would be singing a different tune. I would keep that truck because it, we, we, it probably would be turning a profit you know, right. you know, with, with revenue way higher. Even um, if it's a smaller profit. Even though, even profit. if it was a smaller profit, unless like if, if I, if we had a truck sitting because we didn't have enough drivers, that'd be the first one to sit. Right. But, you know, in today's market where things are already as tight as they are, I think it makes more sense than ever to pull it off the road. So, like, we'll probably do that within the next three to six months. Okay. All right. And people may ask, why would you not pull it off the road today? Because you don't have another. Well, it's better to have it losing a little bit of money than a lot of money. Yeah, because it's covering all of our variable expenses mm. and some of our fixed expenses just not all the just fixed not all the fixed expenses yeah. so it's still it's it's better than nothing so even though it is losing money it's it's we we if we just pulled it off the road we'd probably be losing even a, more money right. and so it, it's it's still contributing a little bit just not very much but it it should come off the road sooner rather than later so chris let's get into a few of the other 
issues and and i basically the question now comes down to why on earth would anybody ever buy a used truck um and i want to bring up our old friend of the podcast bubba um i remember talking to him uh what gosh was that a couple of years ago now how it's old it's been a while it's yeah. been a old bubba blackwell people can we go need look to bring up bubba back on the show <laughs> he's a great dude but i and i'm having this little tickle in my brain that says the truck that he bought he bought a used truck and it had like 150,000 miles on it already or sorry a million five so yeah, <laughs> it had a lot of miles I, yeah whatever it was uh see i'm still stuck in my uh in my little mazda car brain um so a million five or something like that it was it was an ancient truck uh that had seen a lot of road and yet it made sense for him to to buy it and to get started right so yeah. why what with the numbers you're throwing at me today that doesn't that doesn't quite jive in my I, head i think there's still circumstances and situations where it makes sense to buy a used truck and bubba may be in this in in this situation as well um on a side note, Bubba had emailed me around Thanksgiving and his truck broke down. I can't, I can't even remember what it was. Um, and I hope Bubba doesn't get mad at me for telling this story, but <laughs> his truck had broke down and he had to, the timing was pretty good because it was kind of over Thanksgiving. He was going to be off anyway, but it was off the road for at least a week, wow. um, getting repaired on it, whatever it was that it was getting repaired. Yeah. And so, but I don't think that that's necessarily a bad decision that he bought a, a used truck. So again, I think there's circumstances like, especially when you're brand new and you're first starting out, the chance that the, the likelihood of being able to buy a brand new truck is slim. Sure. But you say that and my mind goes to, uh, you know, truck number five with almost a million miles on it operated at a loss over these nine months. And if I'm, thinking about buying a truck well shoot if it's going to operate at a loss how can i possibly survive as a business for that first year the first two years whatever i think there's a lot of things especially if you're an owner operator you can do to limit that loss and and, and really still make that truck profitable um, a lot of times an owner operator is going to be more willing to spend time doing little tiny repairs that they can do themselves rather than paying a shop to do it uh, i think that's part of it um, they're going to typically treat the truck better um there there's a lot of a lot of things like that they're going to drive it better they're probably not you know and, and with fuel consumption they're probably mm. gonna take more things into account yeah try to do a better and, job with that and and do that and the other thing that you also have to keep in mind with this is we're, we're comparing truck number one at almost a million miles we bought it at um under five hundred thousand miles right and so I'll bet you at 500,000 miles, not as many things were breaking down. It was getting better fuel economy. Mm -hmm. There's lots of things. So it was probably making, um, it, it would have been turning a profit. If, if it had 500,000 miles today and we were doing this comparison, it probably would still be Profitable. turning a profit. Um, and, and so, and then you think about it, we've gone almost four years with this truck now and, um, it's, it's time to buy a new one. And so if, if, a, if an owner operator just starting out was in the same position, it, it's probably the right thing to do to buy a used truck. Your expenses up front aren't as much, um, and, and run that truck hard, treat it well, treat it right and get it up to close to that million miles. And then at that point, if you've done everything right and you've done it well, you've, you, you, you may be in a position to buy, if not a new truck, 
a newer truck than that one when you bought it and and you can kind of go from there makes sense okay so essentially what you're saying is yeah it's okay to buy used just buy the right used truck buy the right used truck not, not too many miles yeah don't <laughs> i i'm kidding chris a million miles like again there's probably guys that can run a million mile truck if you're doing regional runs and you've got your own shop and you can do your own repairs your own maintenance and all that kind of stuff you you may be better off with a used truck but the way that we operate where we've we're not owner operators anymore we've got a small fleet we're hiring drivers that are driving them they want to be in newer trucks they don't like dealing with the the headaches that come with an old truck oftentimes um they there's just a lot of reasons to to get that new one where if you're an owner operator you can kind of deal with some of those things a little bit better you can do your own repairs if you've got your small fleet and you've got your own shop and you can bring the truck in and and take care of it you can reduce some of those expenses and you can you there's things you can do to make an older truck more profitable than than the way we are able to yeah I, I was actually just going to ask you that question. What other reasons might there be? I, I feel like we've kind of talked this one uh, within an inch of its life, but uh, but reasons to buy a used truck. You've kind of gone over those. Any others that you want to bring up? Not not so much with the used truck, like I, with the new one. And I kind of just mentioned this. Some reasons that we like buying new trucks now. It, it's there, there's just a lot less stress involved um, for both the driver for. Nate and I, you know, when a truck breaks down or needs a repair, it all of a sudden becomes a, like an emergency that somebody has got to solve. And those don't usually happen at convenient times. And it's stressful for the driver. It's stressful for us. Um, you know, the fuel economy is good, better on the newer trucks. They, they, they just new drivers like a new truck. Let, Let me ask you a question. That's not a line item on the profit and loss statement. And that's about the relationships that you have with brokers, with uh, direct relationships with shippers things that we talk about that again don't show up on the pnl um do shippers know or care about the age or the life of your truck yeah is that a thing shippers and brokers both do they if they you know one if you have an old fleet and you run with them a lot and you start having breakdowns on the road and it's causing you to miss delivery times or pickup times that becomes frustrating for everybody. And so, yeah, brokers and shippers would prefer to do business with a carrier typically that's got a you know, newer fleet than old stuff. Right. Okay. Well, Chris, let's get to the very bottom line of all the bottom lines that we've talked about. <laughs> and that's whether you, uh, whether you would suggest to somebody out there that they buy used or new. Now we've, done all the nuances and whatnot but what i'm looking for is uh one of those for 80 percent of the people out there 80 percent of the time here's what i recommend do you have one of those yeah i i think the numbers don't they they tell a good story and they don't lie i think in in a lot of situations it makes the most sense to get something as new as you can as soon as you can now that doesn't mean you can buy brand new every time you may have to you know buy use and kind of work your way up you know buy your first truck with half a million miles on it, buy your second truck with 250,000 miles on it. And maybe your third truck's that brand new truck. Right. Um, but at, at some point I think it makes sense to try to get the newer truck um, as soon as you can. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Chris, anything else that we want to go over on this episode? Anything that we missed from your notes? Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope, 
people uh, <laughs> enjoyed this episode four times in a row, right? <laughs> uh, I hope that it was informative and, uh, well, I don't know about entertaining. Uh, I mean, my eyes glazed over a couple of times. <laughs> I, I, I saw it. I noticed that. <laughs> I was feeling really bad for you there for a few minutes. Oh, no. It's, it's, uh, I still don't get why people don't find this fascinating. You know, like, what's wrong with you, Craig? I say the same thing about science fiction books, but whatever. Yeah. You know, to each his own. Whatever, Chris. No. Um, yeah, people should definitely check this episode out a few times, like we've already mentioned. Um, and let us know what questions came up for you that we didn't answer in this episode, because we are going to want to address those. So at hollandassetsllc.com, you can comment on that episode. So if you go to the full show notes, you can make a comment there. You can also find us on Facebook and make your comment there. Um, or you, you could ask your question alongside a five-star review. And then there's a good chance we'll answer it, right, Chris? Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I mean, even if it's not, I'm. I mean, I'm that kind of guy. I'll still answer your questions, <laughs> even if you hate me. You didn't answer this. One star. <laughs> One star. Uh, all right. So thanks everybody for listening. I will cut it off there so that uh, you know. Well, it's already a pretty long episode. Chris, I'll see you for a financials episode in a couple weeks. Then we'll see you then. <laughs>